Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, and welcome to the Politics Guys with your hosts, Gabe Arson and Michael Baranowski. Welcome to the Politics Guys. I'm Michael Baranowski, a political scientist at Northern Kentucky University. My co-host this week, as always, is Cleveland area attorney and sometime Republican strategist Jay Carson. Before we get to today's show, a brief word about the future of the politics guys. When Jay and I started the podcast back in February of 2015, it was most definitely an experiment. Our plan was to see if we enjoyed doing it, which we definitely did and still do, to see how much time and money it took to do on a regular basis, more of both than we imagined, it turns out, and finally, to see if we could build up a large enough audience to keep the podcast going over the long haul. Now, when the show went on hiatus last summer, we only had a few hundred listeners, but we decided to come back in the fall and give it one more try. Almost immediately, our listener numbers started spiking, and before long, we ended up with thousands of listeners. Now, that's incredibly gratifying for both Jay and me, but unfortunately, we've hit an audience plateau that's well short of what we need to sustain the podcast. In order to justify the time and money we put into the show, we'll need to get to at least twice the audience we currently have. That might seem like a lot, but considering that we've already grown nearly tenfold since our summer break, we think it's definitely possible, but not without your help. The vast majority of people who listen to The Politics Guys find it through iTunes, and the best way to get a podcast noticed on iTunes is for it to have a lot of reviews. Right now, even with thousands of listeners, we've only got 33 ratings and just 26 customer reviews on iTunes. So if you're a regular listener, we really hope you'll get on iTunes and rate the show and write a review. In addition to that, it would most definitely be helpful if you could share our new episodes with your friends on social media. We've tried to make that as easy as possible by including sharing buttons on our site, politicsguys.com, where we post links to every new episode. We also post new episode links on our Politics Guys Facebook and Twitter accounts. There are links to those accounts on our politicsguys.com page as well. So why do we need to get bigger, you might wonder? Well, while some of you have been incredibly generous with donations supporting the show, there just aren't that many people willing to donate to a podcast. And we get that. After all, there's tons of great online content on politics for free. But as the old economic saying goes, there's no such thing as a free lunch or in our case, a free podcast. If, you can, if we can get to roughly double our current audience size, we'll not only be likely to get a few more generous podcast supporters, but we'll be big enough to finally attract some advertisers, which is how just about every successful podcast stays up and running. We love bringing you the politics guys and ask the politics guys every week. With your help, we'll be able to keep the podcast going. Thanks. And now, on to this week's show. Here's our Ask the Politics Guys question for this week, Jay. All right. What is it? It is this. I saw an article in Vox this week arguing that the smugness of liberals hurts them with voters. Do you think that's right? Are liberals too smug and does their smugness cost them? Uh, yes. Yes, yes and, and yes. yes. <laughs> the yeah. end. Okay. That's it for this week's episode. No, um, uh, You know, and again, I think there's, there's the, the – uh, irony that these, this article uh, appeared in Vox, which is the uh, epitome, the the standard bearer of of smugness. Well, um, l- let me let me let me say I don't entirely. Now, to be fair, 
Vox is absolutely liberal. The standard bearer for liberal smugness, I would say, would be John Oliver's HBO show. Oh, okay. And uh, the the late night comedy shows would be, I think, the politics shows would be the standards. But you're right. Vox is well known to be fairly far to the left. And uh, I was surprised because I follow Vox's politics coverage, some of which I've critiqued on the politics guys, but I follow it. And I was stunned to find this article here because it seemed like they were arguing against their own site. Right. And it's not, it's not, again, let's point out, it's not just a matter of uh, far to the left um, uh, or even far to the left and proud of it. It's far to the left and everyone else is a moron. Right. It's it's far. No, it's, I I shouldn't say that. It's, it's far to the left and God, we're so much cooler than you. Well, yeah, that's true. The so much cooler part is absolutely cool. I I mean, sort of, yeah. There's no question that generally, on on average, your coolest people are going to be liberal and not conservative. That's just how it works, and that's you know. You I know blame- what? I, I'll tell you what. I'll I'll concede that. Okay. I, I, no, really, I really I will. I mean, and and I, uh, and all due respect to my conservative friends, and there are plenty of conservative friends who I think are really interested and in, interesting and funny, sure, um, and and so forth. And uh, but no, your your artists, your comedians. Uh, your performers, um, your your bon vivants. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll tend to be more on the left, and that's yeah. just uh, it has always been that way. Um, it's it's one of the reasons. I mean, I I live in a uh, sort of liberal hotbed uh, suburb of Cleveland um, because it's tons of fun. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? well, yeah. It's, it's, uh, we really have have, have great bars, great restaurants, uh, great music scene, all that sort of thing, um, uh, and and that's it's part of that, but. So yeah, you know, I would I would agree, uh, and I think it's magnified. I guess I would I would agree and disagree. I would agree that there are a lot of smug liberals out there. I would I guess I disagree in the sense that I think it's magnified by the fact that most of the media is of that kind of smug liberal type. Because you have you know you have the liberal the people who are Democratic voters and identifiers, the kind of the teeming masses you might say. You know, I mean, I live in a, a very urban area of Cincinnati that is that is strongly democratic. You will not find a whole lot of smug people in my neighborhood. Not that kind of liberal smugness. You'll find those people in where I like Brooklyn, New York, or places right. like that. You know, that right. kind we of, got a lot of it here. Exactly. That's the kind of thing. So there are two types of Democrats, at least. And I think the smug Democrats are the ones who tend to be the journalists, that tends to be tend to be the entertainers, the people who come out with the, you know, with the stories and the memes and all that kind of stuff. And so it's seen as a bigger thing than what it really is. I would argue that most liberals aren't smug. It's just their numbers are seem to be greater than what they are because they tend to control the media. Well, I think there's also a generational aspect in it. How so? Um, in that, you know, you may have old old school liberals. Um, uh, like Bernie Sanders. I don't think he's Bernie too- Sanders. But he, and I guess he's not terribly smug, but a lot of his supporters are. Oh, yeah. Um, and and I, I blame uh, you um, <laughs> <laughs> being, uh, being professors uh, and so forth. Actually, I don't blame you. Uh, but look, over the last uh, 20, 30 years, a college education has – has come to mean, at least from a political standpoint, you are getting a, a much more uh, liberal opinion and, and in some cases, and not in yours, and really I would say in fairness, not to the education that we had. Um, it, it's presented as one-sided and it's not a, pre- a presentation of uh, here's this side, here's that side and we think this side's better. It's uh, here's this side and, and the other side's evil and stupid. 
Uh, and I think that that happens in lots of college campuses and uh, uh, kids grow up in that. Uh, they grow up in that environment. They graduate. They get journalism jobs uh, or they, they uh, just take the Facebook and start posting memes. And and, and you get this. It's, it's well, almost they grow up in an echo chamber. Well, I've, I've been a college professor now for about 20 years, and I would say that you are vastly overestimating our influence on the youth of America, uh, to say the least. But uh, And I, I think in general that tends to be blown out a little bit out of proportion too. It is uh, certainly true at certain institutions, your Oberlin's and your liberal hotbeds, and some I think your Ivy League schools, some as well. But, you know, at most no, colleges NKU, are you're like keeping that. it real. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. At NKU, it's we good. are keeping it real. Mo- there are a lot more schools like Northern Kentucky University than there are like Harvard or Yale. But again, who are the people who are writing the media stories and who are staff writers for uh, the Daily Show and you know the John Oliver Show? It's the people who graduated from the Ivies and these kind of you know top sort of top tier liberal hotbed type of schools, essentially. Yeah. So, and you know, well, go ahead. Well, I was going to say there's also we've we've kind of reached where the the last um, you know group that you can sort of make fun of uh, uh, safely uh, are conservatives, uh, white male conservatives, I guess most particularly white male religious conservatives, um, which seems only fair to me. Just just because again through through you know political correctness uh, uh, sort of attrition, um, that's that's the, an easy target and. No one will accuse you of racism, sexism, bigotry, uh, all, all of the, the following uh, if you're going to pick on that group. Because that's the um, man. You're always allowed to pick on the man because the man has the power. That's, that's yeah, exactly. why it's okay. But, but again, it's, but it's, it's ironic because the man doesn't have the power. Oh, not like the man used to, certainly. Not like in 1950s again, or 1960s, when it's, when it's Hillary Clinton who's talking to the Wall Street bankers. Uh, and it's, it's these, these folks, uh, you know, 50-year-old machinists who are out supporting Trump. Um, no, yeah. I, 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 I don't. I don't think the the man has has the power, uh, but he's, to, he's still easy to to pick on. Talk to me when in God we trust is off our money, and uh, there's a avowedly you know uh, atheist well, member let's, of Congress let's, let's, or something let's put it this like way. that. I mean, I mean, as you just on. just mentioned, I mean, the smugness comes mostly from, um, you know, in the the uh, political TV shows, uh, in online magazines like. Uh, uh, like Vox, like Slate, like Salon. Oh, Salon's pretty um, awful. I gotta say, I can't handle <laughs> I mean, Salon. Um, again, this is it. It's not this. This is the media. This who this is who controls the media. So yeah. I mean, this that is the man. Um, and it's it's just sort of a, a funny well, sort of um, perversion that that uh, it's you know these working class schlubs that. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, I, and I'm sympathetic. We're really controlling things. I'm sympathetic to this, and I think you know why. At least you know a couple of the reasons why. I started out as a conservative, and this always bugged me. I'm from Cleveland, which is very much a working class kind of underdog sort of city, and has been for a long time. And so that that you know that idea of East Coast or West Coast, just generally coastal elites making fun, looking down their noses at flyover country in the Midwest and the Rust Belt, just naturally rankles me. And I still carry some of that over. And so I do have a certain amount of sympathy. And there are some liberals who, you know, pretty clearly do look down their noses and say, I don't understand how these voters in the heartland can be so stupid to vote against their own interests. I think that's especially true, and this is where it especially bugs me. I am not a religious person, but the but the denunciations, the just the 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 sheer 
aggressive nature of the attack on religion, the idea that you cannot be religious, you cannot be a believer unless you are an idiot, I find I find hugely offensive, and I, and that's you know certainly one thing we've seen with your your Christopher Hitchens, your, your I was going to say your Daryl Dawkins, not your Daryl Dawkins, your and Richard Dawkins. And where's Christopher Hitchens now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but I mean, I get that, and I think that I is was terribly insensitive. But yeah, but, yeah, but anyway. it was sort of it was sort of like a a riff on the you know. Nietzsche, God is dead, and then the, you know, Nietzsche's dead. Yeah, but I mean, you know, just all the, and so I get that. And sometimes I fall prey to that, you know, myself as well. And and, and I think it's a problem, and I think that the author's article and a lot of folks who point this out about liberals are absolutely right, is it's fine to argue on the facts, and it's fine to believe that you actually do have more of the facts on your side if, you know, you've done your research, but there's a way you present that. And I think there are some liberals who present that in a way where they're preaching to the choir. They're not trying to convert anyone, or maybe they think they are, but certainly they're not doing their side any good. And, you know, you can make that argument about the other side, too. Like, for instance, our favorite Supreme Court justice, right, uh, Antonin right. Scalia, the argument was made about him on, yes, on, on the other side, saying he was funny as hell, and he was sarcastic and smug and wonderful, and I, for one— laughed out loud at some of his dissents more than once, and I'm sure you did too. But he didn't do a heck of a good job at convincing anyone who wasn't already convinced. And I think that's... Oh, I, oh, I, don't, I don't know about that. Oh, I, mean, I think, yeah, I don't think you... But in any case... No, no, I, I think it's... And again, his job wasn't necessarily to convince exactly. people who were exactly. convinced. His, yeah. his job was to uh, explain and explicate uh, his view of the law uh, for the court and, and for the rest of the nation. Right. Yep. Um, so his, his job wasn't wasn't an ad, wasn't an advocacy essentially role. I mean, it was um, right. It was more just uh, as Vox would say, an explainer. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you know, you I, know, here's here's you know two two pieces of this that that strikes me on the liberal um, uh, smugness. There's this this phase people go through, and I went through it too in college, uh, where you sort of equate you you mix up aesthetic preferences for moral preferences. Oh, God knows I went um, through that. Yeah. And let me, let me explain, you know, what I mean by that is that, you know, it, it's the, you know, uh, oh my, you know, back, back in the day, let's say we're back in, uh, let's say it's 1992. Uh, oh, like, could we please? And, uh, you know, there was, there was a, a girl I went out with, um, uh, and she was a wonderfully nice person. Um, absolutely beautiful. Uh, but she was, she was really like crazy for Madonna. Um, Aha. And, and I was, I was a, you know, I, I was, you know, a grunge sort of, uh, I wouldn't say goth, but, um, no, you weren't, no, alternative, alternative rocker, uh, a type. And, yeah. and the very idea that, that I could go out with somebody who was a, a big Madonna fan, um, it, it was just, you know, no, no way. Yeah. It, it couldn't happen. Uh, and again, it was one of those things where, you know, looking back on it again, she's an absolutely wonderfully nice person. Uh, there were other, there were plenty of other people I could, I could put in the same boat who, um, you know, I would just say, geez, they listen to terrible music. Uh, hence they are, they are unworthy people. Right. And I think that's, that sort of has, has follows, uh, some people where they say, look, this guy's a, um, you know, whatever he religious conservative believes in God, uh, believes in the free market, whatever. Uh, my God, he's, he's just an idiot. Yeah. Uh, and, and he's a horrible person to boot. It's, it's not a matter of we, we, you know, can grow and say, look, they like different stuff. Uh, they have different, different, uh, ideas. 
but that doesn't mean they're a deficient or immoral person. You know, it's interesting. You mentioned, you brought up that specific point because there are a number of folks who have argued that some of the uh, distaste for Donald Trump is essentially that sort of thing, that sort of he is a gaudy, vulgar sort of person. Oh, and, I've I've argued that yeah. time to time, yes. <laughs> and, you know, so that that's that's interesting that you bring that up. You know, I mean, I think the point is, is I we can see this on both sides. And that's part of a larger problem, I would argue, with our politics. And we've become more, you know, focused in our own little echo chambers and so forth. And so it just amplifies this sort of the other side are a bunch of idiots type of thing. You know, Once and- again, I would tell people, go read Charles Murray um, or, or, or look up any of his videos uh, online about coming apart mm-hmm. and this sort of uh, – as we're moving into sort of two, two different cultures in America. Uh, and I, I think you'll see that and one of the things he addresses is the sort of liberal smugness. And, and the, other, the other point uh, to the liberal smugness bit uh, – and this is something that troubles me and I think troubles a lot of the traditional conservative and middle America sort of folks is – the pace at which uh, the proper opinion evolves. Um, it's almost Soviet. I mean, and, hmm. and what I mean by that is if in, in 1995 you were to say, you know what, I'm not crazy about gay marriage, but I'm okay with civil unions, you would have been a, a liberal. Right. You would have been a fairly far out liberal. You could have been President uh, Clinton, would, in fact. I mean, you know. Exactly. So. Um, uh, if you were to say, yeah, don't ask, don't tell, well, that sounds fair enough to me. Uh, again, you would have you would have been seen as uh, at I least a moderate. Yeah. Um, oh come on, Grandpa! Forward. The world moves fast today. Either you know, get moving, get with it. Yeah, but but again, moving forward, um, you know, if, if in in 2012, like uh, Hillary and uh, President Obama both claimed, look, I'm uh, I, I see marriage as, as a between a man and a woman. Now, again, they may have that may have been a little wink, wink. Um, yeah, they've seen it that way for a while. They just couldn't admit it. Yeah, or, I'm sorry. But, yeah. but the 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 gist of this is that if you were now to make those kind of statements on many college campuses, that's that's sort of a hate crime. Yeah, well, and, and, and college is, campuses are even, filled with is, young kids who. No, you got to you got to you got to keep following me here because this is something that's that's troubled me lately. Um, you know, last year we had the, the gay marriage decision, where it's not even a, a year anniversary. Uh, and again, at that point, if you said, "All right, you know, I guess I'm okay with gay marriage." Um, well, you were okay, but then within weeks, uh, it was, and you have to come and bake a cake for me. Uh, and if you, well, if you expressed reservations on that, well, geez, you're a, 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 a you know, horrible person. Uh, and now it's moved into the transgender bathroom thing where, uh, again, three weeks ago, uh, no one had, had ever even thought of this. And now I, I, I look at social media and i my feed is full of people uh, posting things about uh, the horrible bigotry that's going on in America uh, by not allowing uh, uh, transgender people to use the, the men's bathrooms, um, and it's it's one of these. It's sort of if you got to follow me here. It's it's like the hipster thing of of like oh I totally love that band uh, fifteen years ago before they sold out sure uh, before they were popular and, and it's like where were these these people are all of a sudden uh, all about transgender rights. Um, which again, no one had ever even thought or heard of um, until like a month ago. Uh, I don't so know. I, I, I see what you're that's saying. The thing that is, is aggravating to conservatives, in that uh, people who who consider themselves fairly open-minded uh, are, are are again. It's sort of um, well, you know, look if if I was a, you know again a month ago, hey, I'm I'm okay with gay marriage. Uh, I think uh, you ought to show up and bake the cake, no matter what you think. Um, 
but you know, I'm not crazy about men going in the women's restrooms, you would have been okay. Um, now again, it's, it's, you know, you're, you're kind of Hitler. So that's, well, that's I, what, yeah. And, and obviously you're exaggerating for effect, but I take your point, but I think that's a, I mean, I think that's a, a different issue, but a related issue in that, you know, you're absolutely right. And I agree uh, things move a lot quicker today uh, than they than they did in the past, and people aren't given as much time to adjust, not just to this, but uh, not just in the political sphere, but in a whole bunch of things than in the past. And that can be disconcerting, and I think that is, you know, legitimate grounds for, for concern. And so, yeah, I, I, see, I see where you're coming from with that, you know. Um, you know, one other thing I wanted to, to point out is in one of the many responses to this article, someone suggested that there's kind of a distinctive style on both the liberal side and the conservative side, which I found interesting. Uh, uh, it, this came from Mother Jones, which is a very liberal uh, <laughs> outlet, to say the least. And I, I, I follow Mother Jones fairly regularly. There's some great stuff in there. Um, uh, but anyway, uh, the author argued that liberals aren't really too smug. They're more condescending. And and he talked a little bit about that and saying, you know, there's a certain liberal style. It's that kind of ironic, kind of knowing, wink, wink sort of thing, which helps to explain why liberals have done so well in humor, especially political humor, I think. And when conservatives have tried it, it hasn't worked nearly as well. And this guy's argument was that the conservative, what works really well for conservatives, is outrage, works much better than for liberals, which I thought all of a sudden – that could kind of explain why conservatives have done so much better on talk radio and liberals really haven't done well at all on talk radio. And so, you know, I, I'm not sure if I buy the entire argument, but it, it's kind of interesting, the idea that there might be sort of a distinctive uh, communication style on each side, at least the fringes of each side that works well in that, you know, it works well on that side, but just doesn't work well at all on the other side of the spectrum. I don't know. I think I think there's probably something to that. It probably also goes to education levels and so forth, and uh, also to the um, I don't know what the, what the word I'm looking for is the 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 pretension of wanting to be in the club. Yeah, uh, you know what I mean. Even if you're not but, one of the popular people, even if you know they don't want you in the club, you still want to be in the club. But yeah, oh yeah. But you know, it, it's interesting interesting to me because I you know you mentioned the generational thing I think a while back, and I think about. The difference in the politics between, for instance, my mom and myself. My mom's a conservative, and my mom is is not at all a, a, a ironic, smug sort of person. You know, she's like I think a lot of people of her generation. She's she's uh, doesn't say things tongue in cheek. She's straightforward. She's honest. You know, she There's doesn't an earnestness. Yes, an earnest. That's the word. Yes, that's and the is there anything that's less cool than earnestness? Right, that's less hip. Yeah. than earnestness. And so I think that's absolutely conservatives tend to be a lot more earnest than liberals, at least a certain type of liberal. And I think that, you know, that, that there's a big, there's a big difference there. And so it plays into a lot of that, but I don't know. I, I think, you know, the one part of the question we didn't get to uh, is, does this hurt liberals? So I think both you and I agree that there's certainly a certain type of liberal that's absolutely just smug as heck. Does this mm -hmm. hurt him? Do you think? Um, you know, it's it's hard to say in a a general election sense because most politicians, what we're talking about, uh, this kind of smugness is mostly coming from uh, media and and fairly selective media sites. Right. I mean, it's again, it's the HBO, Comedy Central, uh, you know, sort of hipster outlets. It's the the more hip. So, 
you know, when you're in a, a general election, this this typically doesn't kind of come up unless you're like Obama who who complains about the price of arugula. Um, but you, you know, know that yeah yeah. So it's one of those. I, I don't think it. I don't think it hits the the general voting base that much. It sort of only appeals to that certain certain group, and uh, it, it doesn't spread much further. And uh, you know the other. The rank and file, you know, the old, uh, the sixty-year-old union guy, um, you know, probably isn't watching Jamie Oliver or reading Vox, yeah. so it, it doesn't spill over there. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a great point. Uh, there's a lot been made about how uh, some folks would argue that President Obama is our coolest president ever. And remember, Chris Rock had something. The comedian had something to say about that, and said basically, well, you know, he's cool for a politician, but he's not like actually cool. And you know that that plays right into what you're saying in that politicians don't do irony. They don't try to be hip because they know how alienating it can be, which I think is why politicians just don't seem very cool. They seem kind of dorky as a general rule. And and well, so it's, it's tough to pull off. Yeah, it it's really tough is. To pull off. And it, it's one of those you don't want to get the the reputation as being just sort of the uh, hipster, ironic politician. Again, it's one of those. It would be a lot of fun to run that campaign. Yeah. Um, but, but you know, you, if you, you look know. at somebody like, for instance, Al Franken would be a great example of this, right? He knew all about the hip kind of liberal comedy thing, being a Saturday Night Live writer and so forth. But when he ran for the Senate. He didn't do it that way, you know. He did a kind of a standard sort of. He was left like chokingly wing. earnest. You yeah, know, exactly. Just, uh, yeah. Exactly, and that you know. So yeah, I think that's a, that's a great point. I agree with you that it really doesn't hurt them much at all because it's not something that those that the, that the vast majority of Americans who aren't sort of clued in or not clued in, but really focused on this sort of inside the you know inside baseball stuff, whatever, really political junkie types, they don't really see a whole lot of that stuff. Right, you right. Know? So, all right then. I think that pretty much answers the question, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. All right, all right, all right then. Well, then that's it for <laughs> this episode of Ask the Politics, guys. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions for future episodes uh, or just any thoughts, comments, or criticisms, uh, ironic or not, we'd love to hear from you. Our email is politicsguys at gmail dot com. Our face show ever. <laughs> yeah. Our Facebook page that we like to do inside jokes as well. Absolutely. Where Jay and I post and comment on news articles throughout the week and where you can join in is facebook.com slash politics guys page. And if you're listening to us on iTunes or Stitcher, we would really appreciate it if you could take just a minute to rate the show and write a quick review. And finally, if you like what we're doing and want us to be able to keep on doing it, a donation of even a buck or two, the price of a set of three Golden Gate FP1 ukulele picks would really help. You'll find donation links on our site, politicsguys.com. Ask the Politics Guys will be back next Wednesday. We hope you'll join us.